What's going on everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Buffed or Nerfed, the All Things League of Legends podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host Lucas and today we're going to discuss all things worlds. We're going to discuss the plans. We're going to discuss the groups and we're going to look at NA's hopes of making it out of groups this year and if we can actually contend. I am from NA, so obviously I have a little bias. I'm going to look at NA first. I'm going to also look at the other the other regions in further episodes, but for today's episode, just before the plans actually begin, we're going to look at all things to do with the playing teams, uh, the groups, and obviously, and their hopes at Worlds. So let's just jump right into it then, and look at the playing groups as they are right now. So we got Group 1, and in Group 1 we got Mad Lions from the LEC, we got Team Liquid from LCS. We got Papar Supermassive from the TCL or Turkey. Then we have Legacy Esports from the OPL or Oceana. And then we got Ints from the Brazil League to fill out that, that group as a whole. Moving on to group two for the plans. We got V3 Esports from the LJL or Japan. We got PSG Talon from the PCS, which is Hong Kong, Macau, and Taiwan. Then we got Rainbow 7 or R7 from the LLA or Latin America. We got Unicorns of Love from the LCL or Russia. And last but not least, we got LGD Gaming from the LPL. So going off of that, then we got the groups for the group in stage at Worlds set. We got at least three of the four teams for all four of the groups. Obviously, we have to wait for the results of the plans to fill out those groups, but that will come as the plans take place which begins actually in two days from when this episode drops so look forward to that we'll be discussing all things to do with those games reviewing each day seeing what happens if there's any major upsets so let's jump right on into the group stage i guess so going with group a we got g2 esports the top team from europe as the first team in this group then we got suning from the lpl and then we got Matchy Esports from the PCS and obviously we got one more team which will be determined from the play-in stage Then looking at group B quickly. We got Dalmon Gaming from the LCK We got Rogue from the LEC and we got JD Gaming Or JDG from the LPL and once again another team that will come from the play-in stage Moving on to group C in this group. We got Genji from the LCK we got TSM from the LCS, and we got Fnatic from the LEC, and one more team to come from the plans. And last but not least, we got Group D, and in Group D we got FlyQuest from the LCS, we got DRX from the LCK, and we got Top Esports from the LPL. And one more team to come from the group plans. So now just looking at each of these, I want to look at each of these groups more in depth, starting obviously with group A being the first group. So we're going to look first at G2 Esports. So G2 is coming in as the top seed from Europe, actually. They had a rough summer split, I would say. They had a record of 11-7 and for the split, but then they were able to come together and win the playoff finals over Fnatic in a 3-0 sweep. So great to see, great to see G2, I would say, back on top and playing the way they should. They were champions of both spring and summer finals again for Europe. And even though they did have a rocky summer split, they managed to find 
their form just in time as the playoffs began. So they started coming back into who they were, playing their style, playing those dominant games and just running over teams. They did have a slight hiccup, I would say, in the playoffs where they fell in the second round to Fnatic in a 3-2 series where they ultimately lost to Fnatic for the first time in many years in a playoff series. But other than that, I would say they are a solid team in almost every aspect of the game. You can go through each lane from top to bottom and you got strong strong players there. You got Wonder in the top lane who's a force to be reckoned with when he's on top of his game. Then going to the mid lane, you got Caps. He can play varying play styles. He loves to play those carry champions. He'll even whip out the Lucian mid as we've seen. So great to see. And then in the bot lane, you got Perks and Mickey X who are an excellent duo and in their group specifically, I see them having almost no issues for the most part. So I'm I'm very excited to see G2 Esports play. And just one one note on them at times, I would say their downfall for G2, and it could be a downfall come Worlds, is they play with too much of their ego. And this shows in their draft or their play style. And that's with maybe picking those those odd picks where it's like, I'm going to flex on you, Caps wanting to flex, and it, it just doesn't work, but yet they're going to keep, once they, they go all in, they're going to keep going all in, and that could be a slight downfall. So I'm going to look for that in Worlds, specifically in this group, as a possible downfall. But aside from that, I honestly see G2 coming in second in this group. I see them being a force to be reckoned with. They can most likely handle Machi Esports and the play-in team that gets drawn into this group, they should be able to beat those teams and that will help them at least advance from the groups and in my prediction come in second in this group behind the team that we're going to look at next, which is Sunning from the LPL. Now, Sunning finished the summer split with a 12-4 record. That was good for fourth place and they come into Worlds as the third seed from the LPL. And they actually qualified for Worlds by winning the regional qualifier over LGD in the finals. And they had a 3-0 sweep of them. To be honest, I don't know the most about Sunning. For this analysis, I'm looking more at just the teams in general, getting a good good grasp on who they are as a team and looking at the roster as a whole. So if you want to go through the roster specifically, uh, Sunning starting from the top lane, we got Bin in the top lane. And then we got SOFM in the jungle. He loves, this guy loves to play tank jungle. He'll play tank Lee Sin and all these other junglers who are tanks. So that's a possible strong point, I think, for this team is that having a jungler that is okay to play the tank, doesn't need to go on the carry jungles, that's great, especially at a tournament like Worlds where everyone wants to be the star. Having a jungler like that is great, I think, for this team and will propel them to that first place finish in Group A. And then going to the mid lane, we got Angel. And then at AD carry, we got Wan Fang. And at support, we got Sword Art. So then rounding out this group, as we know so far, we got Matchy Esports from the PCS. They finished the split with a 13-5 record, which was good enough for fourth place. And they qualified for Worlds by actually winning the summer playoffs. They had a 3-0 sweeping of PSG Talon. And looking at this team as a whole, we got... PK as their top laner, Gemini in the jungle, Mission in the mid lane, Bruce at bot, or sorry, AD carry, and Koala at support. And then obviously rounding out the group, as I've said before, 
we're waiting for the team that qualifies for the planes to get drawn into this group. So just an early look at this group as a whole for Group A. I personally see Sunning coming out on top of this group in first, with G2 coming in second and making it out and advancing to the knockout stage. I'm still going to wait to make that my my prediction or selection when we're able to see who makes it into this group from the plans because that could factor on if G2 maybe doesn't finish in second based off my prediction. If they get drawn in with a tough competition, who knows? They could knock G2 off if G2's not on their game. If they're playing the way they did at some points of the summer split, I believe that G2 could get knocked off and not make it out of this group. So I'm waiting to see who gets drawn in and then make my final prediction off of that. But as of right now, I would say that Sunning comes out first and G2 is second. Now moving on to Group B. Starting in Group B, as I mentioned before, we have Don Juan Gaming from the LCK, Rogue from the LEC, and JDG from the LPL. Many people's first predictions for this group is this is the group of death and Rogue got drawn into the group of death. And I'm not going to argue that. I believe that this is a very difficult group, especially for a team like Rogue, who comes in the world's as a strong team they they evolved and got better as the year went on in summer they managed to finish first place in the lec which is great to see but they got drawn into a very difficult group with the lcg lck champion and don Juan gaming and the one of i would say the 1b of the lpl in jd gaming as jdg took the spring finals but then consequently lost the summer finals so that's a 1B right behind the LPL counterparts of Top Esports who won the summer split against JDG. So let's just jump right into Group B and look at Dalmon Gaming first. They had a first place finish in the summer split with a record of 16-2, which is insane. To go 16-2 in a split, especially in the LCK, such a tough, tough region. You got DRX, you got SKT, you got Sunning. This is no easy competition and to have a record like that in my opinion shows the strength of this team and the reason why they are forced to be reckoned with come worlds so they come in as the number one seed as i mentioned from the lck they went on to win the summer playoffs in the lck with a 3-0 sweep of drx and honestly they made it look fairly easy they have multiple carry potentials um, and they like to have Naguri, who is their top laner, on carry or early game champs, which we saw a lot in the series against DRX in the finals for the LCK, where they put him on Renekton, and he consequently was given tons of resources and used those resources and was a carry potential and helped them win those games and close out the series with quite a lot of ease, if you ask me. Looking at their bot lane, their bot lane duo consists of Ghost at AD carry and Barrel on support and this duo in my opinion is lethal barrel looks to engage on champs such as pantheon and alistar for example and he has no issue roaming the map either as we saw during the series against drx where he was on his alistar roaming pantheon gives him tons of roaming potential with pantheon's alt so he loves to play those roaming potential roaming champions while also being a strong support for his his ad carry who is ghost and then rounding out this team, you got Canyon and Showmaker. Canyon being the jungle and Showmaker in the mid lane. And I'm really hoping to see Showmaker on that Akali pick at Worlds so we can see a performance like he had in Game 3 against DRX in the LCK Finals where he absolutely popped off and went 8-1-9 and, and was just controlling of the whole game. Every team fight, it just seemed like 
even if DRX had a slight chance of winning that team fight, you just see Showmaker Zakali come in and clean up the fight, get a triple, get a double kill, and it was amazing to see. And I'm really hoping that we get to see that in Worlds and in this group specifically against the likes of JDG and Rogue that we know of so far. So speaking of Rogue, that's our next team that we're going to look at in this group. Coming out of the LEC, they had a 13-5 record in the summer split, which was good enough for first place. But they subsequently didn't perform the best in playoffs. But nonetheless, they are the third seed team from the LEC. And they qualified basically for Worlds off championship points, which they got from coming in first place in the summer split. They were able to win a best of five series against MAD during the playoffs. They were able to sweep them 3-0, so that was good to see. But they ultimately fell to G2 in the semifinals in a 3-2 tough-fought series. So this is no easy team to beat. I don't think the likes of Don Juan Gaming or JDG are going to overlook them. They are a great up-and-coming team. They have tons of talent on this team. In the likes of Finn in the top lane, you got Inspired at Jungle, you got Larson in the mid lane, and then you got Hansama and Vander as the bot lane duo, which is, honestly, I'm looking at as a huge strength for Rogue, being their bot lane duo in Hansama and Vander. They're a strong bot lane, in my opinion, and they will have to do a lot of the heavy lifting in order for Rogue to have any chance in this group in order to grab any games off either Don Juan Gaming or JDG if they're able to. I think this duo is going to have to show up and do a lot of the heavy lifting, as I mentioned. But ultimately, I don't know if that's going to result in a lot for this team. They're up against a tough competition, as many people have pointed out. This is the group of death for them. But I believe they do have upset potential in them. Not enough potential to advance out of this group, but definitely some potential to upset and contend with these teams in the group. Now moving on to JDG. JDG is coming out of the LPL, as I've mentioned, and they finished the split in second place with a 13-3 record during the summer split, and they are LPL's second-seeded team. And as I mentioned before, they won the Springs playoffs, beating Top Esports in a tough-fought series 3-2, but then lost in the summer finals to Top Esports in a 3-2 series that went the way of Top Esports. Many people see JDG as a huge tournament favorite, and rightly so. They're more of a 1B seed, as I mentioned before, from the LPL, with top esports being that 1A seed. And their support of LV Mad is probably, as many people have pointed out, one of the best supports, if not the best support, coming into Worlds. And they also are backed up by a strong top laner in Zoom. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching DGD, and they are a tournament favorite for me, like so many other people have pointed out already. So just looking, just at a quick glance for this group, I think most people will have Don Wong Gaming and JDG as the top two teams advancing to the knockout stage of Worlds. I definitely agree with this and see Don Wong Gaming and JDG both advancing out of this group. I can see Rogue being able to upset and take a game off of either JDG or Don Juan Gaming, maybe even both. So don't underestimate Rogue by any means, just because they got drawn into this group that many people see as a group death. Now moving on to Group C. Starting with Group C, we got TSM. Now this is where I'm going to go into a little more in-depth, being that TSM is from NA. 
So TSM finished the summer split with a 12 and 6 record, which was good enough for fourth place, and they come in to Worlds as the number one seed for NA ever after having ran the gauntlet or the losers bracket in summer playoffs after losing their first playoff series in a 3-0 stomping from the Golden Guardians. Throughout the gauntlet, they seem to find their form and a successful play style for them. They were playing through top lane or broken blade who started to propel this team into a powerhouse. They ended up subbing Biofrost back in for treats actually as support after a rough series for treats against Golden Guardians and this was honestly a great decision if you ask me. Biofrost and Doublelift have a better synergy than Double and Treats had. Also Bile's resume at playing in championships and worlds was also just another reason pointing to subbing back in for treats at this critical point when they lost the Golden Guardians in their first playoff series. Now, Bjergsen is also back into playing at an elite level that seemed to have faded in recent years. Even with Broken Blade receiving more resources, Bjergsen has managed to take over team fights and games in the most crucial of moments. His map pressure and champs like Twisted Fate, Syndra, Zillion, and more show us why he is back at that world-class level of mid laning again, and I'm more than excited to see it at Worlds and see him go up against the competition in this group. Now, looking at Spika, Spika has shown he may be the jungler TSM has been searching for, and he is an NA homegrown talent, which is honestly amazing to see because NA gets knocked all the time for not having the best talent for always importing. So, seeing Spika on TSM bringing them back to form is amazing to see, and the fact that he's and NA talent is just the cherry on top. Speak has shown he has a diverse champion pool with playing carries like Nidalee, Evelyn, and Lee Sin, while also able to bust out the bruisers and tanks like Volibear or Skarner. So let's also not forget about Spika whipping out the Shen jungle pick against TL in the playoffs in two die, do or die games, which was Honestly, a huge risk for TSM to put him on this pick. Obviously, he had been playing in solo queue and scrims, but for him to be put on this Shen pick in two major games that would eventually propel them to go on to the summer finals against FlyQuest shows the faith that TSM has in Spika and shows the skill set that Spika has and how important that is to TSM. And he needs to bring that to Worlds in order for TSM to be successful as a team and for him to also be successful as a jungler at Worlds. He was also able to learn as the split went on and as the playoffs came around to be better with his objective awareness and with his smites. He got a lot of harsh criticism from the community during the split for missing key smites at Dragons or Barons, but come the playoffs, he was huge. He had a couple massive steals for Dragons and Barons, so I hope he brings that same composure and willingness to go for those plays come Worlds and in this group. If he's able to do that, TSM has no issue advancing out of this group. So now looking at Doublelift, we have a player that is once again at Worlds and we have the same question looming. Can he, not TSM, necessarily make it out of Worlds? So the potential and team in TSM is there to finally make this a possibility in my opinion. Doublelift does not necessarily have to be the the carry anymore for these games in order for TSM to make it out of groups. When we look back at old versions of TSM or even double lift on TL, he had to be a huge carry. If it wasn't through him, the team didn't win, mainly because the team played through him, but 
this iteration of TSM, this iteration of double lift doesn't have to be the carry he just needs to play a strong fundamental game needs to do well in lane come out even or ahead and tsm will be fine they can carry through broken blade they can carry through mid they don't need double f to be that carry and that is why i think this iteration of tsm can finally make it out of groups and double lift as a player can finally make it out of out of groups and not be that constant meme of yeah, he's there, but he's not making it out of groups, so it's just a participation medal at that point for him. So I personally believe that Doublelift has shown he has that drive again that was maybe missing on TL during the spring split as everybody. I am excited to see Doublelift on the world stage again just to see him finally advance out of out of groups, and if TSM plays to their strengths, they should have no issue advancing out. So in a group with Gen.G and Fnatic that we know of so far, I personally see TSM making it out of groups in second place for this group. Obviously, the fourth team will be added after plans, but I don't see that changing this placement for TSM, so I'm going to lock in that prediction. I see TSM finishing in second for this group and making it out of groups. Finally, we get to see that. Finally, we get to see Doublelift and Bjergsen out of, out of groups and into the knockout stage, and I see that in, in second place. Moving on now, we're going to look at Gen.G, who come as the third seed from LCK after qualifying for Worlds by winning the regional qualifier and defeating SKT in the finals of the regional qualifier in a 3-0 sweep. Genji had a strong summer split as well, finishing in third place with the 14-4 record. And in my opinion, Genji boasts the best AD carry at Worlds in Ruler from the LCK, as well as a strong mid laner in BDD. And we can't forget about Khalid either, who previously played with SKT and has plenty of international competition experience under his belt. Personally, I see Genji coming in first place in Group C. They may be the third seed from LCK, but that does not make them a such of a team by any means, in my opinion. They have plenty of talent on this roster as well as a world champion and ruler who will look to make the likes of Doublelift and Reckless look like Iron Solo Q players, in my opinion. So it'll be great to see Genji compete and show people that Yes, we might be the third seed from LCK, but LCK is such a strong region that this is really a number one seed, in my opinion, and they will play like it come Worlds and finish in first place in this group, in my opinion. Now, moving on to Fnatic. Fnatic is an interesting team to look at as a whole. They didn't necessarily have the strongest summer split, finishing with a 9-9 record, which was good enough for fourth place in the LEC, but they do come in to Worlds as the number two seed from the LEC after they lost in the summer playoff finals to G2 in kind of a stomping, which was a 3-0 sweep at the hands of G2. So the one bright spot that Fnatic can look at is they were finally able to maybe come together and play well at some points during playoffs more than they did during the summer split. So they were able to take down the likes of G2 actually in a series for the first time in I believe it was seven series against them in playoffs. So that's great to see. Maybe that was a hurdle that they needed to overcome. And they can take that victory and that small little that small little hurdle that they overcame as an accomplishment and take that into Worlds. And remember that. So when you go into these games against Gen G, against TSM, to remember that you had the potential to beat strong teams that if you play to your strengths if you play as a team and everyone shows up on the stage that day that you have no issue competing in these games 
So, for the most part, though, Fnatic has been inconsistent, as I mentioned, through much of the summer split. The only constants on this team seem to have been reckless, as usual, and self-made in the jungle. In my opinion, Whippo is not at the caliber of many of the top laners at Worlds, and this could definitely be an area that teams look to exploit against Fnatic. So, this is another reason why I don't see Fnatic performing the greatest at Worlds. I don't see Whippo as the top laner he needs to be on a team competing at Worlds. Then looking at both Nemesis and Hillisang, they have both been inconsistent in their performance from a game-to-game -game standpoint. They both seem to either pop off in games where they're making absolutely monstrous plays or they just fall flat on their face. So this inconsistent adds to Fnatic's issue of not being able to make it out of groups. And if this inconsistency plagues them in groups and at Worlds, then there's no shot for them to make it out of groups. There's no shot for them to beat TSM or beat Gen G and qualify for the knockout stage of Worlds. And personally, I don't see that changing. So I see Fnatic placing third in Group C behind both TSM and Gen G. Though they have the potential to get out of groups, I don't believe that they have the consistency and the top laner to do so. So that is why I see them finishing third in this group, unfortunately. So now moving on to Group D. Now Group D, we're going to start with FlyQuest. FlyQuest obviously coming from NA as the second seed. They finished the summer split in third place with a 12-6 record. But a big point to look at for FlyQuest is that they come off back-to-back -back playoff finals appearances in both the spring and summer splits this year, which honestly for this team is massive. I personally see FlyQuest as a pleasant surprise and not a team I would have pegged to be representing NA at Worlds. I just honestly saw them as a, a mediocre NA team. They had strong laners. They had Wild Turtle in the bot lane with Ignar. And they're a solid team on paper, but looking at their past, they had never gone to that next level. And maybe they have now. They Showing that they're able to go to the finals of the past two splits is huge for them. Yes, they lost, but that experience alone is massive for them. And if they're able to bring that experience into Worlds and remember that they have the potential to perform at the level of these teams, then they could possibly make it out of Goose. But personally, I don't see that happening. And I'll go through why I don't see that happening. So they are obviously in tough in Group D. They got drawn with DRX and Top Esports, two top teams coming into Worlds. And looking at this roster, I have a lot of questions regarding if they are able to show up and perform in this group. NA talent, unfortunately, does not compare to the talent on DRX or Top Esports. These teams don't have weak points, and FlyQuest will have to be at the top of their game, personally, if they look to make it out of this group. Now, they do have players with international experience in Wild Turtle, Santorin, Power of Evil, which I hope will help them in managing their pressure at Worlds and help the other players who maybe don't have that experience of being on that stage of Worlds, like Solo, for example, that these players can tell him the experience, tell him what it's like, and have him at ease in that respect of not worrying about that and just worrying about the game in general. So FlyQuest will have to, in my opinion, have really strong drafts in this group in order to advance. They should look to have Solo on Comfort Champs or give him some more resources in game so he doesn't get stomped on like he did by TSM in the finals. Looking at that series, he just looked like a player that was defeated. Obviously, TSM was putting a lot of resources into Broken Blade, but FlyQuest didn't 
counter that enough in order to propel them to win the series. If they had looked at what TSM was doing there and drafted accordingly or had their play style in-game shift to help solo more, the series maybe could have gone differently. And if they're not able to see that at Worlds or see that yet going into Worlds, that's a huge downfall for this team, especially going up against the likes of DRX and Top Esports. They're going to exploit that. They're going to take advantage of that. And if FlyQuest does not acknowledge that at any point in the tournament or before the tournament begins, then they're already they're already in a losing matchup, in my opinion. So personally, I believe putting Turtle on Engage champs such as Ash and having Power of Evil on the carry is the best chance for FlyQuest when it comes to their draft. Because personally, Power of Evil has shown he can perform on the international stage. So he will need to bring that, especially against the likes of Chovy and Knight, who are two top-tier mid laners in the world. If Power of Evil doesn't show up at this tournament, then definitely FlyQuest has no chance. FlyQuest should just, shouldn't have even packed their bags and gone to Worlds if Power of Evil is not going to show up and pop off in some games or play to the top tier that he can play at in order to have some compete against the likes of Chovy and Knight. So my prediction for FlyQuest is, unfortunately, they won't make it out of Group D, in my opinion. The competition in this group seems to be insurmountable for this team. Having the LPL champs in top esports with arguably the best mid laner in Knight, as well as DRX, makes this a second group of death, in my opinion, like the group that Rogue got drawn into in Group B. So FlyQuest has the ability to steal a game, in my opinion, from either DRX or Top Esports, but ultimately will fall short of advancing out of this group. I would love to see FlyQuest upset either DRX and Top Esports and be that second seed coming out of this group, but I just don't see it pos- possible for them. There's too many what-ifs or things that have to go exactly right in order for FlyQuest to make it out. Now moving on to DRX. DRX comes in as the second seed from the LCK, and they finished the summer split with a 15-3 record, which is good enough for second place behind Dalmon Gaming. As mentioned before, DRX lost in the summer finals to Dalmon Gaming in a 3-0 sweep. This team is no pushover in my opinion, having been the second place team during the LCK summer split. They did have a rough final series though against Dalmon Gaming, ultimately getting 3-0'd. However, this team still boasts tons of talent. Their bot lane of Deft and Kira honestly is one of the best in the world. I think we should look to see DRX prioritize more of the draft towards the bot lane than they did in the finals against Dalmon Gaming in the LCK. It seemed like this is a bit of a forgotten forgotten matchup for them, so I hope to see them put my, more priority on the draft for the likes of Deft or Kira on support and have them be a strong duo and be able to smash in lane and hopefully carry into the late game and then win them the game. And as another note, Chovy in the mid lane was a huge performer regardless of the outcome of that series against Dalwan Gaming in the LCK Finals. He he was huge. He had these pop-off games as Jace and Irelia where he almost single-handedly won the game for DRX. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to carry the games and win it for them, but nonetheless, he is a huge performer for this team and look for him to show about Worlds just like he did in that summer final series against Dalmon Gaming. For me, I see DRX advancing out of this group and in the second seed just behind Top Esports. I see him being able to win a game against Top Esports in the group stage, but at the same time, I can see them losing 
a game to the likes of FlyQuest or whoever the play-in team is for this group. So that is ultimately why I see them as the second seed. They're a strong team. They should have no issue advancing out of this group. But ultimately, I see them as the second seed is my prediction. Now, last but not least in this group, we have Top Esports. Top Esports comes in as the number one seed from the LPL with a 13-3 record in the summer split, which was good enough for first place. So Top Esports is definitely one, if not the top team coming into Worlds for a lot of people, and definitely a favorite to win it all. And I would personally look at them as a top team to win it all as well. With the likes of JDG and Don Juan Gaming, Top Esports is right there, and they'll be competing, in my opinion, for the finals. Their rosters is one of the best, well-rounded rosters that we've seen at Worlds. Looking specifically first at the mid lane where you have Knight, who is arguably the number one mid laner at Worlds, and will definitely not back down to any of the competition in this group. Even Chovy, in my opinion, won't stand a chance against Knight. He's just that good and is that much of a carry for this team. And their bot lane duo of Jackie Love and Yuyen Jia are one of the most dynamic duos at Worlds as well and will easily easily stack up to any of the duos in this lane. I think they'll stomp the likes of Turtle and Ignar, unfortunately. I don't want to see that happen, but Jackie Love has been at Worlds before. This duo is probably the best lane laning duo coming out of the LPL, so I look to see that just another strength for this team. And then looking at Karsa, I see him to continue being that selfless jungler that he has been all year. And he just adds that perfect element for this team, which has the carry potential from all three of their lanes. For him to be a selfless jungle is the perfect balance. That's what you need. You don't need him to be a carry jungle that wants resources as well. For him to be selfless, give the resources to his laners, gang for his laners, that's the perfect mix for this team and why they're a top team coming in and why they're the number one seed from the LPL. And rounding out this comp, we got 369 in the in the top lane who can play a range of play styles, who can play the carries, who can play the tanks. So I look for him to add that perfect mix just like Carson will to this team. And I see top esports as no doubt my number one seed to come out of group D. They are a powerhouse who should honestly just flex their muscles on this group with ease. DRX may give them some pushback at at some points in some fight, but at the end of the day, I see top esports coming out on top and being the number one seed from this group. So now rounding out the the NA teams coming into Worlds, we have Team Liquid, who is in the play-in stage, and they come in as the third seed from NA. Uh, they were actually the number one team in the summer split, from in the LCS with a first 15 and 3 record which was a huge bounce back from spring which we saw them finish in ninth place saw them fall from grace where they were the number one team and then all of a sudden it was like what is happening with with this team so TL comes into the plans of worlds on the back of of bounce back split as I mentioned and ultimately TL failed in their quest to win the summer playoffs because they were just outclassed and outplayed by their competition. They could have easily taken down FlyQuest and TSM in their playoff matches, but ultimately they didn't They didn't show up. Their draft wasn't there, their playstyle got exploited, and they weren't willing to change. If they bring that into Worlds as well, yes, they may be able to get out of the plans, but ultimately if they make it into groups 
and they don't adjust their play style or they just stick to one play style, that's going to get exploited. It's not going to work, and they're going to go home after the plans. Yes, it will work in the plans. The plans is not the same competition as the group stage. And TL can probably get away with making mistakes, get away with not having the strongest drafts, and these teams not exploiting it. But come the groups, they are going to get exploited if they don't change. And that's what they didn't do in the summer finals. Sorry, the summer playoffs. And I really hope that come Worlds, they've realized that and they're willing to do that. So looking at them positionally, they're one of the strongest teams in the playing groups. Uh, they have Tactical coming in as the reigning rookie of the split and Core JJ coming off MVP for the split. So this duo in the plans is going to be phenomenal. They boast a lot of power. They can definitely carry through this duo alone. But then going on, you have also Jensen in the mid lane. And Jensen's a world-class mid laner. He's been a top mid laner in NA for years now. And if he plays to his potential in the plans, they'll have no issue. They'll stomp over these teams with relative ease, in my opinion. And then you can't forget about the world champion in your top lane in Impact. He's he's more on the tank duty now. He may, pee, may play GP here and there, but for the most part, he is just on tank duty, but that's fine. That fits their play style. It fits his play style. He's an excellent tank player, so I look to see them keep him on the tanks, such as Orn, or even flexing that GP pick here and there for if you want to put the, put on the split push here and there, but... All in all, when you round this out with Broxa in the jungle, I think you have a really strong Team Liquid. They were strong in NA, and they'll definitely be able to get through the play-ins, in my opinion. Now, the group stage is where I'm going to question them, as I already mentioned, with their draft and their playstyle. If they are not willing to change or adapt, then that's where their downfall will come. That's where we will see Team Liquid not make it out of groups and ultimately have a bunch of what-ifs come at the end of the season. When you have these players that have the potential to be world-class players, you have Tactical, who's an up-and-coming player who I think for years will be one of the strongest AD carries in NA and should be able to take that on the international stage. And this is a moment where him and Core can show that they're not just successful in NA, that they can do this on the international stage. They can do this at Worlds with all that pressure. And if they're able to play through the bot lane or the mid or Brock's on a carry jungle that will help them more than just playing their play style of oh let's play a comp that scales late game will prolong the game get the objectives here and there maybe do have some trades but ultimately just wait for the scale to come in and win through that if they just stick to that model of winning it's not going to work teams are going to realize it the teams and groups are going to go hold on we're going to draft against this we're going to Pick a team that's early game, pop off against you. Game's going to be done even before you think of getting to the late game. So TL, in my opinion, will make it out of planes with ease. But come groups, they'll need to adjust slightly some of their draft and their play style or adapt as the tournament goes on in order to make it out of whatever group they get placed in. So all in all, I'm very excited for Worlds to start. I'm excited for the planes to begin on Friday, which is the 25th of September. I think there's going to be some spicy games to begin the tournament. We got some interesting matchups on the first day and looking at both of the groups, I think there'll be upsets. I don't think it's as black and white to say who's going to make it out of these groups and who's not going to make it out. In my opinion, though, the teams coming out of 
group one will be Mad Lions and Team Liquid. And the teams coming out of group two for the plans are going to be PSG Talon and LGD Gaming. I haven't done a ton of VOD review on a lot of these teams in the plans just because there's so much to go over for Worlds in general. But just off of my basic knowledge and watching a few games here and there and watching some analysis, I see those predictions as being relatively strong predictions, especially in Group 1. Group 1, I've watched a lot of Mad Lions and Team Liquid and see them as strong teams compared to the, the competition. Is there room for an upset? Definitely. I'm not not saying that an upset might not happen in either of these, especially in Group 2 with my pick of PSG and LGD. I see LGD definitely advancing. They're a fairly strong team and have strong players. You look at... From their top lane, they have Lang X. They got Peanut in the jungle. I love Peanut. I hope we get to see him pop off on some carries in this tournament. Then you got Xe, Kramer, and Mark to round out this team. So definitely a strong team. Coming out of China as the fourth seed, I see them being able to make it out of Group 2 in the plans with PSG Town. So hopefully my predictions are right. I want to hear what you guys say about the playing stage and worlds in general. Do you think my predictions are right? Do you have different different predictions? Let me know. I want to hear from you guys. And just finishing this episode, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Stay tuned for more episodes during worlds. I'm going to try to drop daily episodes as the games come in. And hope you guys enjoy the content. And don't forget to follow on Instagram at BuffTheNerfed and Twitter at BuffTheNerfed for any updates regarding episodes. Until next time, peace.